Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Welcome, everybody. This is Dr. Homebrew. The month is September, and my co-host is Brian. Hello. Maybe not the Brian you're expecting. But not the Brian you're expecting. This is Brian Schar, our uh, one of our brand-new transplants here on Dr. Homebrew, on the homebrew wing of Hospital Brewing Network. I am your host, Dr. Sexy. <laughs> Dr. Sexy MD. That's my official title. Uh, no, Brian Cooper is out sick today. Uh, well, actually, he's not sick, but his entire family is sick. Um, I, I think they have the pneumonic plague or bubonic. Yeah, yeah some one of the onics. You know, I, I, I like I, pneumonic plague. Pneumatic plague. That would be better. Pneumatic plague sounds really good. <laughs> that sounds cool. And, and frankly, I, I'm kind of disappointed because I wanted to be able to say, physician, heal thyself. Mm. But he's already healed. It's just his family that's all messed up. That's true. That's true. It's uh, so much energy going out uh, it, to keep him alive. He can't, <laughs> he can't keep everything. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Apparently there's some nasty stuff going around. So get your flu shots, I guess. Yeah, don't, don't get mm. that. Not, not, not the flu shot, the sickness. Yeah, don't get the nasty sickness. Yeah. Uh, but you know what is not nasty sickness, Brian, is Five Star Chemicals. The people I've heard that's not nasty sickness. And the product at Five Star Chemicals. They're great people, great products. Go to fivestarchemicals.com and learn about all of the ways that you can make better beer. Uh, really, it's cleaning and sanitizing. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but that's that, those are the ways. That's the way. I don't know. That's you what you got to do. Spoiler alert that stuff, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so check them out. They're good people. They promote the show. They support us. And, uh, you know, they're at like every NHC ever, which is really cool, too. So if you have any questions about any of their products or if you're unsure about them, I don't know why you would be, uh, but you can hit them up at uh, NHC or send them an email or, you know, do whatever, dude. Do whatever you guys do. Yeah, sometimes you get lucky at NHC and they give out those little one-ounce uh, sample packets yeah. of their products. and. Just uh, if you're there, get one. It's great. Yeah. Hey, man. And free product. So what are you going to do? Let's see. On the show tonight, we have two beers brewed by two people that are in one room together. What? So they sent they sent like a case of beer, which is pretty funny. So we'll be hearing from them probably uh, in October, uh, I would would, uh, wager to bet. But uh, we're going to have a wet hop IPA and a Belgian specialty beer. Now, uh, I'm unsure... Thinking about it now, if these really are what they are on the chart, maybe the wet hop isn't a wet hop, but it's an IPA. So the label wasn't really clear, um, but, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. This is, this, if, if it's screwed up, 
This is Brian's fault. This is not my fault. <laughs> Brian is now Brian Cooper or Brian, Brian Mead? Brian Cooper. Yeah, is, it'll be Brian Cooper's fault. Yes. 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 Uh, he is now in charge of booking for the show and mm. putting stuff together. And so if he screwed up, I don't know. I got to give him a bunch of crap like he gives me. You know what, man? This is actually kind of interesting because it, it echoes a situation you see in competition sometimes, mm. which is you get a beer put in front of you, and you're not entirely sure what it is. Okay. Or you get a specialty beer, and there's some very cryptic notes that don't really indicate what it's supposed to be. You know, yeah. to the extent, and I'm not blaming the, the entrant here at all. I mean, I haven't seen. No, you should. I, I, few, I feel like it's Wade's ago. fault. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But as, as a practical tip for people entering competitions, when you have something that might be a little different or special or a special ingredient or process, yeah. just be really clear on that, that sheet when you submit that, what you're doing. Yeah. Because that'll, that'll let the judges understand what you're doing and judge your beer accordingly. For sure, absolutely, and and I think it's, I mean, we have the you know the label. Uh, I mean, you know, it says quad, and I don't know, is that a Belgian specialty? I think that's, I think I grabbed the right one, but the other one just says IPA, and so I feel like they just put the labels on it like that's like they were going to enter it right with the twenty one A and whatever. But uh, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll get them on the we'll get them on the line. Actually, we have Wade and uh, Eric should be there too. Are you guys there? We are. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. How are you? Uh, you know, actually, I'm a little tired, if I'm going to be honest with you, um, but I won't bore you with the details. We just ate hot dogs here <laughs> we in the studio, dogs, so that, yeah. we got that going for us. It's hot dog nice. night. Uh, who else is missing is Bev, actually. Bev is sick. Bev is, like, super sick times. Um, she missed our Heads and Tails show because she's sick, and then she texted me today. She's like, I feel worse than I did on Tuesday. I'm like, oh, dude, that sucks. But uh, I told her we had Hot Dog Palace, and she goes, oh, man. <laughs> so whatever, Bev. Cheers to Bev. <laughs> Here's my hot dogs. Um, all right, Wade, let's start with you, I guess. Uh, Brian, is that what we should do? We should start with the IPA, the wet hop? Or, uh... I think that sounds fine. I judged that one first. Okay. You know, it's always kind of it's always kind of a challenge when you have two sort of big, uh, powerful, uh, flavorful beers to figure out which one to go with first. I typically yeah. like to go with save the higher alcohol one for second. But I, we'll talk about these in the order that we, okay. uh, we judge them. Um, Wade, did I get that right? The, the IPA was the wet hop IPA? I didn't, like, screw up. Yeah, no, it's a wet hop. Oh, hell okay. yeah. All right. Um, so uh, how long have you been making beers? Um, is this the first time you've done a wet hop IPA? Um, so I've been brewing for 10 years now almost. Oh, okay. You're an old guy. Oh, no, man. I'm only 30. Oh, shit. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so I've made a couple wet hops. Uh, these were homegrown hops that I had, uh, Chinook and Zeus. Oh, cool. In these. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Is this the first time you've been doing it? Uh, no, I've done a couple of wet hops before. Wet so hops. Right. so okay. what's, what's your process for wet hopping? Um, pretty much. Well, on this one, I kind of messed up a little bit, um, mm-hmm. but it ended up working out well. Um, this one, I just put them in um, for first four hops, um, and they worked out well until I tried to um, run through my plate chiller, and then they clogged up my two-inch tri-clamp valve. Oh. They clogged so, up a two-inch valve? Holy cow. Yeah, there, was, there was quite a bit of hops in it. So mm-hmm. what I ended up doing was dumping it straight into my conical, and then using my glycol chiller to cool it down. Okay, that makes sense. Get it in there, get it cold, man. Yep, it worked pretty well. I chilled <laughs> it down in about twenty minutes. Awesome, awesome. Um, all right, Brian, let's uh, let's go through this beer. Actually, you want to you want to pour a couple of these? 
Uh, yeah, I could. Uh, I've got one for myself. And while I'm no. just chatting, here I'll do it. I this is it. the magic of uh, homebrew radio: is yeah. we can do things like pour beer and talk at the same time. Hell yeah! Don't ask us to chew uh, gum and walk at the same time. So that's going to be disastrous. <laughs> uh, they don't teach that in homebrew medical school. Uh, all right. So um, was it starting off with the aroma? Uh, it's definitely a malt-focused uh, aroma to me. Uh, I get kind of a woody, almost northern brewer hop uh, aroma out of it. It's interesting you said Chinook and Zeus, because usually Chinook is like a really piney, very uh, uh, prominent hop. And I just didn't get the kind of piney uh, – I say woody, but it's woody more in the sense of a northern brewer is more of a minty woody. And a Chinook is more like you're chewing on a pine tree, sort of, hmm. uh, uh, or shoving, a, uh, you know, shoving your nose down into a p- pine bough. Right. Uh, didn't quite get that kind of evergreen with, with this. Uh, a slight stone fruit kind of plummy uh, ester. Uh, but I thought the aroma was kind of at a low level overall uh, when I wrote, my, uh, uh, wrote the score sheet. I think, like this happens so many times, you know, I come back to this half an hour later and it's been sitting here. And as it's warmer, the, uh, the overall level of the aroma, I think, has gone up. I'd say hmm. maybe it's more of a medium than a low aroma. Yeah, it's pretty uh, aromatic. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I think it was just maybe a little bit cold when I we first uh, uh, first opened this up, but it's still. I think it's a, a malt dominated uh, uh, aroma with some uh, some woody uh, character to it. It's uh, brilliantly clear in appearance. It was an excellent job. It's uh, a, a low head that settled uh, quickly, and I'd call this kind of a, a copper color. Flavor is similar to the uh, the aroma. I uh, definitely thought it was uh, malt-focused, uh, high bitterness, but also kind of a, a, a low hop flavor, less than I would have expected from a, a, a wet hop beer. Uh, very well attenuated, so congratulations on that. I think so many times IPAs tend to be just – they have that residual sweetness that just does not – Right. It doesn't, it, it doesn't work uh, so well as the well-attenuated examples. Right. Balance is definitely toward the bitterness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the finish is long, uh, starts malty, ends ends bitter. So maybe a little bit of cardboard. I'm going to come back, see if I can come back to that. Hmm, cardboard, huh? I got maybe just a tiny bit of oxidation. And that, um, uh, but coming back to that, I'm, I'm not sure. I think I may have talked myself into oxidation. I'm not entirely <laughs> uh, uh, convinced there's any oxidation in this beer. Okay. Uh, body is medium, uh, medium carbonation. There's a, a slight warming, but this is not a huge alcohol bomb beer. Now, uh, watch Wade come back and tell me uh, different when we're, we're done with this. It's like an eight <laughs> percenter or something. Um, I'd call this more perky than creamy. Uh, perky is not an official BJCP hmm. descriptor, but I like to think of creamy to me is it's it's smooth and kind of low carb and maybe slightly sweet, and perky is maybe a little higher carb and more attenuated. Uh, so I think of this as more perky, okay. no astringency, uh, uh, and I probably should be giving my numerical scores as I go through here. We'll wrap those up here in the in the end. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, you know, it's a tasty beer with with no flaws, except for perhaps a very slight oxidation that I'm kind of talking myself out of. Actually, is is even there? Um, but to me, it's it's somewhat one dimensional, in that for a wet hopped beer, I expect more flavor and aroma character. And I appreciate that there's enough hops in here to clog up a two-inch uh, tri-clamp, which is pretty uh, pretty heroic. Yeah. Uh, but somehow, for whatever reason, it just didn't seem to quite make it into the, the finished beer. Uh, but I think it's really well done. 
Uh, I gave this a 32 overall. Uh, aroma was a 7. Uh, I had the aroma a little bit. It's, it's kind of a middle-of-the-road score primarily because of the, the lack of the, the hop aroma that I really wanted from the wet hopping. Yeah. Uh, appearance was a 3, flavor 11, uh, mouthfeel 5, and overall impression 6. Okay. That's pretty good. I mean, I agree with a little bit. I, I, is it is it too, uh, coming from a guy who doesn't drink IPAs, is it too bitter? For me, it's too bitter. But again, I don't I don't know. It's probably pushing the envelope of being slightly too bitter. Mm-hmm. But I think it's fine. I think the bitterness level is great. Okay. You know, in a lot of ways, this reminds me of classic. You know, people talk uh, in the last, in 2018, people have talked about, you know, old school IPAs. You know, like right. 19, 1990s vintage IPAs, the way IPA used to be. And this is actually, to me, a really good example of what an IPA was in 1998, if you picked up a, an IPA at that point. Sounds like someone just opened up a bottle. Uh, <laughs> you have kind of some caramel. I, I'm, I'm get, I get a little caramel crystal-type malt in here. It's uh, You can tell from the color this is not just you know a bunch of two-row with some hops added. Right. Um, and frankly, I think it's refreshing to have an IPA that has a little more malt character as opposed to you know, some 2018 IPAs are a little bit too much like hop water. Like yeah, I have, that's true. It's base malt, and that's kind of it. Yeah. I, I haven't tried the, the, the new so-called brute IPAs, partly mm. because I just think it's going to be hop water. Um, but I, I like to have some malt character in there that's going to balance out that, that hot bitterness. Yeah. But the bitterness level is great. I think wet hopping can be kind of tricky as far as getting flavor and aroma out of those wet hops. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I I think the process clearly, Wade. I look forward to hearing a little bit more in a, in a moment about you know how you you went about this beer. But I think dry hops are. I mean, you already have alcohol in the beer. The alcohol is going to dissolve uh, some of the the oils and the alpha acids and so forth. I mean, I'm not a chemist, but I've always perceived that's partly why dry hopping works, right? You have a solvent uh, of alcohol, and you're adding something into this this beer that has the alcohol which acts as a solvent and lets that stuff get in hmm. wet hop i mean you're not boiling you're, you don't have the alcohol in there already you're kind of trying to get some oils and aroma and flavor in there but it's to me kind of some some voodoo that i don't fully understand about how that process is supposed to actually work to get the hop character in mm-hmm. but but well done wade i think it's great that it uh, that this beer I've talked myself out of any, any oxidation. There's really no flaws in this beer. I mean, it's really well attenuated. There's no, no phenols. There's no uh, acetaldehyde. There's no diacetyl. There's nothing in here that would make me say, that would have me knock any points off for flaws. Right. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, Wade, let's talk to you a little bit about the beer, man. What was, your, uh, what was your process on this thing? Yeah, for sure. Do you want the recipe? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so it's going to be... Um, Sorry, it's going to be 50% uh, RAR Pilsner, actually, instead of two-row, because that's just what I had on hand. Um, It's going to be 21% Weirman Munich 2, um, 12.5% of Crystal 20, and 12.5% Crystal 15, and then 3% White Wheat RAR as well. Um, Chinook and Zeus, Wet Hop, uh, it's a 90-minute boil, um, because I like to do that. I like to do a 90-minute boil, especially if it... Uh, Colorado elevation just to drive off any DMS. Mm, okay. um, so about roughly three quarters of a pound of each Chinook and Zeus wet hop. Um, granted, that's you know they're wet, they're not dried out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then this beer is about a, a little over a month old, about a month and a half old. Um, so it actually lost a lot of the aroma hops. It was dry hopped with um, citron mosaic. Um, well, there was two and a half ounces of citron, two and a half ounces of mosaic um, when the last 15 minutes of the boil. And then dried out or dry hopped with two ounces of each um, as well. So that's for a 10 gallon batch. Um, so it, it lost quite a bit of the aroma hops. It used to be really fruity on the nose and it's more malty now. Uh, and this is only a month and a half old. Yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, I, I would have, wow. It's fascinating how fast those aroma hops just vanished. <laughs> right. Yeah. Were those, uh, wet hops as, as well? The citrus? Uh, no, those were dry. Okay. Yeah. I would, I would just, have you, have you ever tried dry hopping? Yeah. Like yeah. ever, Brian? Yeah. <laughs> it's very well, that's vague. maybe in 1979. You know, did, uh, no. like, uh, this was dry hopped with two ounces of citron and two ounces of mosaic. Wow. I, so, you know, I, I don't want to derail onto this, but I've just got to wonder. So did you did you keg this and then, like, you pulled some off the keg to send in, in bottles? Did you bottle a condition? Tell, tell me about your packaging. So I do a closed transfer into a keg off my conical, um, and then I bottle with a beer gun. Um, I had these bottles left over from competition, um, so I just sent them in that way. So, so and it actually won first at the competition. Yeah, I, I would. Nice. When was the competition? Uh, two weeks ago. Wow. See, it just seems really weird to me. And this is this is a, a mystery, like maybe hmm. a Scooby Doo level sort of thing going <laughs> on here, where. You, your process sounds – you got your process down, mm-hmm. right? Everything's in a conical. You have a closed transfer. You know, you're, you're beer gunning, so there's really nowhere you're letting oxygen in. Uh, you're – I presume it's cold the whole way through or at least you know, somewhat cold. Um, yeah. There's nowhere the aroma is going to go, uh, and yet only like six weeks after you, you, you prepared this – and two weeks after you won first place, you know, we get this, and there's like almost no aroma hop character at all. And I just I find that baffling in the extreme. Yeah, they were 2016 uh, Citron Mosaic dry hops that we got in a sample um, for the brewery I work for. So um, they were a little bit old. Mm-hmm. Um, that might have been an interest, or that might have you know attributed to it, or just the heat from being shipped also could have done that. But they did fall off relatively quickly. Yeah. They yes, were two-year-old wet hops? No, dry hops. Dry. Okay, I'm sorry. All yeah, right. the wet hops were literally, I picked them off the off the vine, and then they went in maybe five minutes later. Okay. Yeah, all, all I can think of, because we've had the, this nationwide heat spell uh, a few weeks ago, that maybe somehow these things just sat in the truck and cooked for uh, days uh, before they got here. Well, That's he grew all the I wet hops, imagine. yeah. Oh, no, you mean thinking, the, the, uh, beers, the beers, the beers, the beers. To, yeah. to drop off from a point of winning uh, uh, winning a, a prize in a competition to having almost no aroma, it's got something really severe happen. That it's, you, you, your process sound and your packaging both sound like you really understand what you're doing. I'm not seeing any, any issues with that. I mean, the, the obvious answer is it just got cooked on the way out here. Yeah, I think that's probably what happened, but hmm. just figured I'd give it to you guys if you thought about it. So. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Wish I could have had this two weeks ago in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's get Eric on the line here then, I guess. You guys are right there. There's no point in taking a break now. Yeah, let's roll. Let's roll. Eric, what's going on, dude? How you doing? 
Hey, I'm good, man. How are you? I'm a little tired, if you, I'm going to be honest with you. Thanks for asking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Brian, do me a favor. Give me a glass, please. You, know, you want to actually participate in this? The other Brian uh, is much better at pouring me beers. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah, I just kind of suck in some yeah, ways. That's so. all right. Uh, so my, my homebrew doctorate is from a much less respected that's institution true. than Brian's. Kellogg's. Um, <laughs> Eric, have you done a, a, a quad before? What drove you? What drove you to to make this massive beer? You know what? This is actually my one and only. Um, I got into homebrewing about four or five years ago now, and uh, the West Leveren Twelve out of Belgium was a beer that oh, yeah. was kind of my white whale at the time that I'd never gotten to try and didn't anticipate ever being able to, so I figured I'd try my attempt at brewing my own homebrew version. Yeah. So that's what this is, and um, I've been fortunate enough to be able to try the real deal, and uh, the real stuff is real good, but I was pretty <laughs> pleased with this one as well. So, Man, that, there's, that, that beer has probably resulted in, I don't know, what, 25% of the homebrewers in the world? Like, mm. uh, maybe more? Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good beer to, to get drug into this weird hobby, that's for sure. Uh, well, Brian, go ahead, and uh, since you're the only one here, you get to start again. Woohoo! Yeah. You want to hear a funny West Lettering story first? If you don't, I will just go right on to judging this, <laughs> uh, this beer. Go ahead, bro. So my, uh, uh, my sister and her husband live in Denmark. We went to go visit them a number of years ago, and there is a great uh, little craft beer store in uh, Ronders, which is the little town by where they live. Uh, and we, I, I thought, okay, we stayed with them for a few days. I'm going to uh, repay them by getting them some cool American beers and some other stuff. So I got like a Jolly Pumpkin, like it was like a $40 beer there, maybe 10 bucks here, and some Westie. So yeah. I go up to the counter, and uh, they say, oh, this will all be free. I'm like, what? So in Denmark, everything has like a sell-by date. So even things that are supposed to get better and be aged, you sell it after that date, they have to just give it to you for free. So I ended up with like you know $80 worth of awesome American and Belgian beer, including Westie, uh, that I got to take to my brother-in-law's house for free. So uh, Hell yeah, dude. That may not be the best story in the world. That should remind me next time I'm going to tell some story, just you know, shut the hell up like and Brian, start no. judging, uh, 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 judging the beer. Fair enough. All right, so Aroma. This is a a big, rich, uh, malty, sweet aroma with, uh, to me, kind of some almost toffee-like candy character. And toffee's not quite it because it's not, there's not the chocolate-ish component you can get with toffee. But it's just, it just reminds me a little bit of toffee. Uh, so definitely some honey uh, aroma. Uh, also get uh, like a grape juice, uh, grape-type uh, ester in here. No hop aroma, but that's uh, that's okay with a, with a quad. There's really never too many hops in a quad. Gave this 10 out of 12 for aroma. Uh, appearance, uh, it's slightly hazy. Um, was this bottle conditioned? Yeah, it was. Okay, I assumed it was dark enough in the bottle it was hard to tell, so I, I assumed it was bottle conditioned. So I'll, I'll put that on, on me for pouring a little yeast out. Um, it was a low head that was very persistent. Uh, color is sort of a light brown slash leather uh, color. I thought it was real nice. Uh, give that three out of three. I just, I'm usually pretty generous about a slight haze. I won't, it takes a lot for me to knock it down a point for, uh, for clarity. Uh, flavor. So initially the character is uh, uh, definitely malty, some base malt, and uh, uh, then some of the, the sweetness from uh, just the fermentation, the esters, the yeast character. Uh, definitely get a little bit of that, that Belgian yeast character uh, in this. Uh, 
after the, the yeast character and the sweetness comes some smooth uh, ethanol, not harsh ethanol. Uh, it's often a flaw in these really big beers, whether they're homebrew or commercial, yeah. that the ethanol is there, but it's just it's, it's, it's harsh. It's like some you know, CVS brand generic alcohol. I love it. Uh, like you know, Lady Lee brand uh, vodka. Uh, this is just really smooth, and you get that. Like, the best examples of these beers have that smooth kind of sweet ethanol that's not harsh, and that's definitely the way it is here. Uh, finish is long and uh, somewhat bitter. The level of maltiness is high. Bitterness is medium, but I think the bitterness gets amplified by the alcohol level. So in the finish, the finish ends up kind of giving a perceived bitterness that I think is is higher uh, than the actual amount of, of hops in this beer. Yeah. Uh, no hop flavor. Gave this a 15 out of 20 for, uh, for flavor. Uh, Mouthfeel, exceptionally smooth for such a high uh, alcohol content beer. Uh, medium body, low carbonation, no astringency, definitely warming. It is 5 out of 5. Uh, overall impression, you know, I really like this beer, which is... Smoother and less harsh than most commercial examples. Mm, I, I would agree. I frankly, I avoid this. I very rarely will purchase quad, whether it's at a bottle shop or a bar, because it tends to just be too big and too harsh for me. Oh yeah, well they're syrupy. Yeah, and you know, kind of over the top. But yeah, you know, this is well attenuated enough that you have sweetness, but it's not syrupy. Yeah, you know, it's not just this thick, hot, you know, uh, alcoholic mess. We really, really excellent fermentation. You know, it definitely shows good fermentation control to get this type of ethanol mm-hmm. and not the nail polish and the harshness and the stuff that so many of us get when we make the huge alcohol beers. Uh, if I had any, um, I get this an eight for overall impression. If I had any feedback, it might be to dial back the hot bitterness just a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. 25%, just because the the alcohol does give you, I think in combination with the hops, a little bit more perceived bitterness than might be intended. Mm-hmm. But overall, really well done. I gave this a 41. Thought it was a, a really excellent beer. And probably the, uh, uh, no no joke, might be the favorite, but the best quad I've ever had. Oh, shit. In fairness, I've probably had like four quads, including <laughs> this one. But still, that it, it can still be the best, right? Brian also hit his head earlier today. so Pretty badly. I should be going to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, so well, Salt then is what you're telling me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's uh, he's used to putting uh, you know caramel flavoring into rubbing alcohol and drinking that. <laughs> so that's kind of where it's the wave he. Ru- um, Eric, uh, do me a favor, dude. Let's go through your recipe real fast, and then uh, we'll see if you have any questions, and then we'll see if Wade had any questions because I totally skipped that whole part of the show. Uh, yeah. So the recipe. Um, one of the most interesting things about this beer specifically is uh, this was only like my maybe 12th or 14th beer I ever brewed. Um, this wow. beer is approximately, oh, actually we're coming up right at three years that, uh, three years ago that I brewed this. So it sat in secondary for about four or five months and then it's just been sitting in the bottle in my basement ever since then. So dug this one out to send off to you guys. So I appreciate all the, the great feedback that you gave me. Um, as far as the recipe though, it was uh, 50% uh, Pilsen two row, uh, 40% pale malt. Um, and then I did use a couple pounds of the 180 um, dark candy syrup, mm-hmm. and that was just a five-gallon bash is what I had done. So Okay, nice. Um, yeah, so hops had, uh, let's see, Brewer's Gold was the bittering hop that I used for 60 minutes, hmm. um, Hollertau at 30 minutes, and then I did uh, Styrian Goldings for a 15-minute hop edition. 
Eric, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you back up just a second uh, rather than wait till the end of this. So you, you used Pilsner malt and uh, pale malt. Uh, was there a reason you decided to uh, use the two instead of just using a, you know, mostly Pilsner or mostly pale malt? I mean, back then I was I was so new to brewing that this was the recipe that I had kind of found and just went with what was given to me, I guess. So and that's yeah. fair. It worked out well. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a beer that I'm still really proud of, and I'm unfortunately down to my last about six or eight bottles of it. So oh man, something that I don't just drink all the time. I kind of bring it out for special occasions. <laughs> and this terrible show. Hmm. And this terrible show. Wait, yeah. wait a minute. That's rude. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, go ahead with the uh, recipe. I think you were at just finished the hops. Yeah, I interrupted you at hops. Um, yeah, so that was it. Um, I used the Trappist High Gravity Y yeast uh, thirty seven eighty seven for the mm-hmm. yeast, and mm-hmm. that was it. I didn't do any any water treatments or anything like that. It was just the tap water that we had in our area. So, all right. Did you do fermentation temperature control? Just whatever temp of my closet was. Really? <laughs> that I I I gotta say, frankly, I'm astounded because people do that with these big beers. Yeah. And inevitably, you have that high temperature excursion mm-hmm. in the very beginning, uh, and it, you get up to like 90, and then you have those awful fusels and things. So, is your closet like down in your basement? Was it winter time? <laughs> you know, tell me yeah, more about this closet. I it was. Um, I brewed it in October, so October in Colorado in the basement would have been a little bit cooler, of course. And then okay. it's it's been stored in a you know my basement ever since then. I've never had it up in any really warm areas. I mean, I don't think my basement ever gets any over. You know, probably seventy-two degrees even in the summertime because we're running the air conditioner. So yeah, okay, that probably explains it. Because if you were down in maybe the low sixties in your basement when you did this, uh, that mm-hmm. would keep you from having, you know, a really bad high temperature excursion that's going to give you the the fusels uh, from the initial ferment initial part of the fermentation. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, well done, man. That's uh, yeah, it came out great. For, only thanks, brew this in October's thanks. for just you know screwing around. Essentially, yeah. it sounds like you. Oh, I'm just you know farting around and made this beer. Like I said, it was, it was a beer that I I didn't think I was ever going to have the opportunity to try, and mm-hmm. um, figured what the hell I'll just make my own. What uh, like I said, what do you think okay. the differences were between the Westie and, and your beer? I mean, it, it's been a while since I've had the original. Um, I think it has. Um, it had a little fuller flavor to it, a little bit of a fuller mouthfeel than mine. I, f- I feel like mine compared to it is, is quite a bit thinner. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I mean, off the top of my head, because like I said, it's been a while since I've had it. That, that was the biggest thing that I had noticed from the original to this version. Yeah. Well, um, ha- flavor, flavor was pretty well spot on. This one mm-hmm. um, might be a little, have a little more fruit character. Mm-hmm. Real deal, but. Okay. I mean, I, I would I would put this one up against the real deal any day. Man, you should you should watch one of those uh, those counterfeit wine documentaries that are all over like Netflix right now. I saw that one on Netflix. Yeah, dude, with sour grapes or something like that. Yeah, that, oh man, that dude is a genius. But that could be you, man. You can be riding in the Lambo, and uh, <laughs> you know, just selling black market Westy Twelve. Hell yeah, do I think you should do it? Uh, do you have any questions for Brian? Because clearly I'm, I'm an idiot and I don't know anything. Uh, no, I don't. I just, uh, again, want to thank you guys for the for the feedback and uh, okay. for having us on the show. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Th- thank you guys for sharing. Of course. Wade, do you have any questions for uh, for Brian or for Eric, for that matter? I mean, I don't know. Um, not really. I mean, mm-hmm. kind or for of, Cooper. Yeah, thanks for the feedback. It was awesome. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thanks for sending all that beer. And uh, apparently we'll be talking to you. 
uh, probably next month or the month after or something. We got a lot of beer left for me. Sounds good, man. All right. All right, guys. Have a good night, huh? Thanks. You too. Thanks, thanks, guys. That was cool. That was very cool. Yeah. All right, Brian, we're going to take a break. And we're going right. to come back, and we're going to give some prizes away, and then we're going to be done. It's we've been what? on we've been on the air for half an hour. I don't have anything to say. I can this we is, just start jabbering about whatever? Or, I mean, we can. I don't know how interesting that'll be, but uh, let's get after this break, and uh, we'll see you in a second. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the Twenty First Amendment Brewery, located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up, you might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem you need the five star solution visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019 800-782-7019 and get the five star treatment today are you a member of the white labs customer club if not you should be it's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. Now back to the examination. Hey, thanks for hanging on, everybody. Before we go to our grog tag, $40, at least your beer will look good gift certificate. I would like to tell you guys that the American Home Brewers Association, which is, of course, a member-driven organization that wants to help you save money on beer and brewing supplies, they would like to let you know that they have money-saving discounts at nearly 2000 Beery destinations around the country through their member deals program. So you can join 
the AHA at homebrewersassociation.org. And if you're listening to this program and you're not an AHA member, I don't know what you're doing. But uh, what you should be doing is go to homebrewersassociation.org and join, man, and save some cash because uh, they're really good at it. And you should remember those discounts because I always forget like a big dummy. You know, get mm. that Brew Guru app, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. Set the notifications. Let it push that to you. If you're near a place to drink beer, you can yeah, drink here and get a discount. I, I need to set my notifications to get that push. Hell yeah. Um, well, let's just do this now. Uh, don't forget about the iDiv, everybody. If you're trying to muck, muck with your water, uh, the iDiv is the only meter that you need to get on the market. It incorporates a revolutionary photometer. It's for home or commercial use. It's the only meter on the market that runs water tests with no math needed on your part. It has the ability to test over 40 different water quality tests. Four come preloaded on the uh, the John there. And more are available. You can test for stuff like total alkalinity, chloride, calcium hardness, pH, sulfate, and more. With, of course, using only 4 milliliters of water for each test. So go to smartbrewkit.com, enter code TBN10 at checkout, and save 10 bucks on the standard or advanced smart brew testing kit. Okay. You know what's funny about my water? What's that? My water is so low in calcium. So I'm, How uh, low over, is it? It's so low <laughs> that uh, the standard calcium test that comes with the iDip cannot measure it. I get an ah. error. And yet the iDip is so versatile. I could order the strips that would let me be from like 0 to 50 ppm. Yeah. Uh, I just, as long as I'm under 50, I'm just like, yeah, my calcium is super low. And You're I just, fine. I wing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you got to do, man. But at least you know. I know. It's yeah. under 50. Uh, okay. Let's give away a gift certificate to Grog Tag, huh? So uh, who is the lowest score? Because Wade's of course, Wet Hop IPA is the Wade's lowest scoring beer. Wet Hop IPA is the lowest scoring beer. So, Wade, you get $40 to blow over at grogtag.com. And I'll me- email you over that uh, in a couple of days. Congratulations, uh, Eric. You don't get anything, really. Well, you get the shit. satisfaction of a job well done. Yeah. Uh, so thanks, guys, for sending in beers. And like I said, we'll talk to you, uh, you know, some other point. Man, I'm tired, dude. <laughs> you I'm look so really tired. Are you okay? I'm fine. And Do this, you have the pneumonia, too, and uh, you just don't know it? You know what? I, honestly, I think I've been getting sick for like a week, but I'm not. As and, you sniffle into the microphone nah, a little but I, bit. I have a lot of that. Um, yeah, I just, so like my kids started sleeping like a lot better. We did this, uh, y- you know, they said like the cry it out where mm-hmm. you just put her in the crib and you just shut the door and you walk away. You did that? Yeah, but we did a modified version of it, mm-hmm. which we found online where it's basically you, you put her in the crib and you leave her for five minutes mm-hmm. and then you come in. A steady five minutes of like, mm-hmm. ah, ah, right. Uh, and then you, you know, shush her and pat her back. I'm like, okay, you know, everything's fine. It's here. And you try to calm her down and then you leave. And then you repeat that. That one makes more sense to me. We never, we, my yeah. daughter's 11 and we've never got her to the point of crying it out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we just couldn't, it seemed inhumane to just let her cry yes. for hours. I agree. I would have done the modified one if we had thought of it or been not so tired we couldn't have figured that out ourselves. <laughs> well, right. That's the other part. So, uh, you know, before I was just fighting her, man, every nap time was a friggin' battle, dude. And for weeks and weeks and weeks, it just builds up. And uh, anyway, we tried it, and she took to it like that, man. Wow. It, it Maybe she the first time she cried for like two minutes, and then she was out. And I'm like, wow. holy shit. And I called Taryn on the phone. I'm like, dude, you'll never guess <laughs> who just fell asleep on her own. <laughs> and, and it's... Beverly. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, it's... Uh, she's... Uh, you know, anyway, she, she comes and goes. But for the most part, everything's cool. And now she's sleeping through the night. 
Man. She's not waking up to feed. So so six months, six and a half months, sleeping through the night. So I'll get seven hours of sleep now, oh, unbroken, but I'm still friggin' exhausted, man. And that's, I guess that's really the point of the story is it's not the kid anymore, but I think it's, I can't, I can't take naps during the day. I mean, I sort of can, but not yeah. really, but she started learning how to crawl. And so oh, God. I'm just everywhere, all constantly getting up from working and doing this thing and moving her and playing with her and changing a diaper and then put her down. And then it's like, okay, I have maybe 40 minutes to an hour and a half. What do I do? I have to work. I have to nap. I have to do dishes. I have to do laundry. I have to do yeah. all the stuff. Yep. And it's just, it, I'm just constantly tired. I'm constantly yes. tired. And and I don't Welcome know. Welcome to relatively new parenthood. It gets better. Yeah, that's what I hear. So um, so tomorrow we got this, and then uh, Saturday. Uh, so this is recorded on September. This is September. What is this? Twenty eighth, maybe twenty seventh. Twenty seventh. Okay. On the 29th for my Disney podcast, earsuppodcast.com, dot com, we're having our fifth anniversary show. We're doing this for five years. And I came up with a great idea uh, to do a five-hour marathon, five-hour broadcast, um, and then a... That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, where we're going to have a bunch of people in studio, like some friends are coming up. Um, the Essers, Charlie Essers push is coming up to help. Terrence said that uh, Jeremy from Spectro Radio is going to be Jeremy's there. Jeremy's going to yeah. be on, yeah. Uh, if you like Disney music, spectroradio.us. It's cool. Anyway, um, and then uh, as part of our... Patreon levels, which is like like a Kickstarter, like a mm-hmm. monthly Kickstarter thing. Everyone knows what Patreon is now, I guess. Um, you sign up for five bucks or more, and we we do what we call a secret show, where mm-hmm. we say you know the F word and the S word, and but we drink and we have uh, we drink cocktails, mm-hmm. and we give you the recipe, and and then we do news, and it's a fun thing. Uh, we're doing a three hour version of that. So, <laughs> so you guys are going to be so messed dude, up at the end of a three hour secret s- show. It's not even funny. I know. So it's basically we're broadcasting from eleven in the morning <laughs> until what seven at night. And oh, I'm, I, I was I remember looking at the clock and was like, God, I'm really tired, man, because I'm trying to get a feel for how I'm going to be possibly on this Saturday. I look at the clock. I'm like, dude, it's got to be like four. It's like 12, uh, 12, 30. And I was like, dude. You've got to get a nap tomorrow or something, man. I know. And that's that's the thing. I'm basically throwing a party. Yes. So I have to you know, vacuum the studio, vacuum upstairs. We have guests. So I have to make sure the linens are clean mm-hmm. um, and still taking care of the kid and doing all this kind of stuff. Anyway, I don't want to bore you more than uh, already, but uh, I'm fucking tired. Uh. <laughs> So you have a baby that's crossed. So how old is she that she's crawling? Six and a half. She's, she's starting. They call creep. Yes. Which I didn't know yes. was a, a, a term. I always, people just were calling me a creep. I was like, oh, okay. I, well, yeah, I know that's... relatively what a creep is. <laughs> um, but it's, I call it the army crawl. Wait until she starts to walk. Dude. Because that's when you're going to suddenly realize, oh, shit, I have to put a latch on every cabinet and every yeah. drawer. i got to get the thing. You probably have the thing at the top of the stairs and the bottom of the yep. stairs already. Yep. Uh, but when you realize you have to latch the toilet shut and everything, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, what happiness is waking up at 2 a.m. to pee and realizing you don't know how to work the latch on the toilet. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, you have that to look forward to. Well, that's what a sink is for. I'm you know, tall enough. The back, you have a backyard. Sink. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I'm 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 already noticing when she's she's crawling a lot farther now and and it's like oh shit, we have like a little I don't know, hutch or display table, mm-hmm. I, whatever that means. And there's like, you know, stuff at it and she's like reaching for the shit. I'm like, "Oh, I can't. Okay. This is now this is where we're at. It's starting to feel like a real like yes. she's a real human." 
The, the sad thing is, you know, nobody has a VCR anymore, so she can't shove shit in that little door of the VCR. <laughs> down, there was, if it's down by the floor. Yeah. But what I'm, what I'm noticing is, is um, I'm recording her a lot more, especially mm. when she's doing stuff like pooping, like her poop face. I love to video record her, like, just turning like a tomato, just bright red. And she looks like a friggin' Chris Farley impression. And it's it, it's the funniest goddamn thing. and uh, Or, like, learning how to crawl. And, 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 and I'll talk to her mm-hmm. on the tape, too. Uh, because it's like, you know, my dad had a, a video camera. Mm-hmm. Your dad probably had a film camera, like a Super yeah, 8 millimeter or something. baby, yeah, no right, sound. Right. Yeah. So you can't do that shit. No. So this is, like, one of the first kind of generations of me, the right. last, like, five years, that... Parents can can do that, and they can document pretty much everything. And so, I feel like that would be really cool. It'd be cool for me to to go back and watch um, on not an outdated platform like a VCR because mm-hmm. I have all like my family movies. But yes. you know, it's all jumbly and, and whatever. So, uh, I don't. know. I'm excited. I'm excited to to do that and 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 go through some of that with her. You know, I have literally dozens of hours of video, probably hundreds of hours of video of my daughter, mm-hmm. and not one second of those includes her pooping. <laughs> That's too bad. I know. It's, what am I going to show at her engagement party? <laughs> <laughs> you can if show mine. Yeah, well, there, there you go. She won't know the difference. Right. It'll, be, it'll be cool. I think you should be reenact. This is what you should do. You, you should, we should film you. We should record you, video you, excuse me, um, reenacting your favorite memories of her. <laughs> dressed up as her. <laughs> That'd be great. You got pigtails or whatever. Uh, little oh my god! Yeah, that would be it. Would be hilarious. That'd be great, right? Let's do it. I mean, she's only eleven, so we got a wise, we got a ways to go. Yeah, we we got some. T- you, you get some sleep first before we work <laughs> god, on that. Dude, I'm so fucking tired. Uh, but it's all right, man, because we have another show coming up. So if you're listening live, somehow, I'm going to drink some more beer. It's going to be great. Yeah, uh, stay tuned, and uh, we'll be back after this. And then, uh, if you're not listening live, just go ahead and uh, push next. Because eight 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 four zero one beer. Uh, the or phones don't not. work anymore. Damn it! No. So, so uh, forget I said that. Let's yeah. just we'll cut that out in post. No one used the phones, and so we stopped paying the bills, I guess. That's a good idea, because, you know, why bother? Exactly. All right, everybody, this has been Dr. Homebrew. Thanks a lot for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. 